Hey, hey, friend. So you look at the title of this episode and you're thinking to yourself, do I need to listen to this one? I've got little ones and multiple times every hour, possibly even every minute. There are so many questions that are being asked of me for my children. There's demands, there's needs. There are so much that takes my attention away. There's the meals to cook. There's the discipline. There is the naps to take. There are the places to be. There is the errands to run and all those things. And you wonder, will life ever be different? This is how it has felt forever. Maybe it's been three years. Maybe it's been seven years. Maybe it's been 15 years. And you just feel like there's nothing else of life. I remember, I do recall a life previous to being home and homeschooling my children. But now I can't even picture a life beyond this. And that's okay. You right now are in a season of life, and I want to encourage you to lean into it. But I also want to let you know there will come a time where the season will shift. It won't be like a sudden, complete change, like when you had your first child. And suddenly there is this new life within your home. You have a baby and there's demands, there's feeding times and diaper changes and just a lot that goes into it. I have found that that was like a, you just like jump straight into the deep end, right? (laughs) And as you add more children, you just jump a little bit deeper just into that deep end. But when it comes to releasing children and them being ready to move out, I'm finding that it is a slower process. And it's not like, you know, you just suddenly rip the bandaid off. It is a kind of pull the bandaid up a little bit and then it attaches again. And then you pull it up a little bit further and it goes kind of back and forth like that for just this season of life is just as different. And today I want to give you a glimpse of the next season for you to give you some perspective and also to help prepare your heart for when you do walk into this season of life. Welcome to the Little by Little Homeschool Podcast, where you can get out of survival mode, feel confident in your homeschool decisions and gain peace in your heart and home. I know that when we plant our feet firmly in this season of life and embrace our homeschooling, motherhood, and homemaking, we will thrive. I truly believe that we can do this from a place of peace and joy, all while growing a ton of contentment. And while we're at it, Mama, let's deepen those relationships with our children and love these years we get to pour into them. If you're ready to create beauty, seek simplicity, and live intentionally, homeschool mama, then close out that lesson book, let the kids go play, and let's have an authentic conversation. If you have been around here for more than a couple of episodes, you might have encountered the fact that I get a little teary-eyed. I feel like I am a, I'm not as emotional a person as I used to be. I've become a little bit, let's just say, a little bit more in control of my feelings. So I promise I'm not going to cry. And in my notes, I put next to it, LOL, <laughs> laugh out loud. Well, I'm going to really try. I'm like putting on, I'm going to step out of my body here and just give you this information and not become all emotional. But the funny thing is that I never thought I wanted children. I, as a as a young child or I guess maybe like um, in elementary school, tween, teen, I loved children, loved babies. I loved babysit. I just, I loved being around my younger cousins. I just really enjoyed children. Funny thing is I went into college and began my major of elementary education. And then I ditched that. And knowing now what I know, I'm glad that I did. It just, it didn't fit and it's okay. (laughs) We'll just leave it at that. But I never thought that I wanted children, even if we got married. So a little insight, we had 
quite a deep discussion, we will say, after we had been married for like months. I don't know how this didn't come up at all. I don't know. But I said that I didn't think I wanted children. And he was like, that is kind of an issue. And I was just so caught up in this focus of having a career. And now also looking back, I know where those thoughts and those ideas came from. And so kind of the ironic thing here is I get, I get emotional because I'm so attached. My heart is so attached to my children and I didn't think I wanted children. And now I look at how fulfilled my life is because of them. I just couldn't imagine. I, I, yeah, it's just, my life is exciting. It is unpredictable. And I just have three people who have my heart just walking out into the world without me. So let's step back here. I'm going to give you a little bit of information. Um, so I said three, got three kiddos just in case this is kind of all new information to you here, but I have three children just so you kind of know where we're at. My oldest is 20 and a girl, and then I have two boys, an 18-year-old and a 15-year-old. Currently, right now, as I'm recording this episode, my 20-year-old and 18-year-old are not living at home. I do have my 15-year-old, and because he is the youngest and he has older siblings that he's watching, he's already kind of priming and telling me that he has plans of moving out when he is legally able to and getting out there and starting his life. And to be honest, I felt a little offended when my kids, mostly my boys, have started talking about wanting to be out of the house and having their own place. And I was like, have we created a home that you can't wait to get out of? But after thinking about it and really kind of looking and looking at our relationship and everything, I'm like, no. I think it's more so that, I mean, yeah, you kind of want to get out and you won't want to have supervision and rules and all that kind of stuff. But having just the um, confidence, I guess we'll say, to be able to step out, like they feel prepared and ready because through homeschooling, they have been out in the world with me. They have been out in the world without me, but still living at home. And they feel prepared and excited about stepping out onto their own and getting their own place or whether it's roommates or whatever. Right now, my 20 and 18 year old that are not living at home, they are both living at and working for ministries. So they don't have a ton of responsibilities when it comes to rent and the electric bill and all of those things, but they are out of the house and there are future plans for, you know, moving on beyond that. But today I want to speak to you about what I really learned and walked through a year ago. So a year ago, right now, my daughter was in between her two gap year semesters. We knew that she would go back for her second gap year semester. And we knew that at that point, she would just be home for Christmas and then going back and living and working at a ministry. So I kind of knew that those couple of months for the summer was really it. And I knew that my 18-year-old would then be, he'd be home the rest of last year. So from last summer, you know, through uh, Christmas and everything. But then I knew that come January, he was going to be gone and heading out for four months for his international missions trip to Africa. So I knew that with having that in mind, I went into last summer working through a lot of emotions because I knew I had to. Again, a little bit of an emotional person, but knew I had to work through those. And so I want to share with you, these are a lot of notes. I actually am going to go through here that I took probably last fall, I guess. Yeah, I'm looking at the date. It was last fall and it was just really fresh on my mind. And I'm so glad that I didn't have time to record this episode until now because I've been able to walk through a lot more and refine this. So I have a bunch of different notes and a bunch of things I want to share with you here today. The first thing I want to share is that I personally feel like this move 
to our homeschool kids moving out and how do we as a homeschool mom move on, I feel like it's harder for us homeschool moms because we have had all of these years together. We have had 24-7, if that's what we have wanted. We've had so much time together. We've also had time that we're so glad that we poured into them, that we spent this time. But I feel like the Band-Aid is on much harder because we're not used to being away from them, them being away from us for that long of a time. So I want you to hear something else that really stuck out to me was that I had to come to the idea that the feelings that I have, and so the feelings that you have when your child is ready to move out, those feelings, they have to do with you, not with them. Their whole life has been about them. Like you raising them, it has been about them. Yes, you're in it, you're doing things, you're growing and learning and everything. However, their whole life and your whole your whole life even with them has been about them. And now suddenly your heart and your mind are making it about you. So what I mean is that they are getting ready to either maybe go on to college, they're getting ready to go on to a gap year program, to some type of ministry, to move out with friends, whatever this step is. We have made so much about them, teaching them how to ride a bike, teaching them how to drive a car. All of these things that we had poured into them was about them. And suddenly they're moving out and we make it about us. And I want to encourage you to realize that so that we don't put a burden of our emotions on them. What I found that I needed to do is I needed to turn my focus back to them and to be excited for them. And then to make it about them in front of them. And then I had to realize I had to deal with my emotions privately with myself, maybe with a close friend, maybe with my mom, and obviously with my husband. So when it is, when it comes down to them and the preparation, the packing and all these things, make it about them and dealing with our emotions privately aside from them. And remembering how excited you probably were when you either went to college or got your first apartment, whatever your first stepping out and moving out and moving on from living within your family's home, remember how excited you were. And I had to remember that. I had to remember how excited I was. And then to remember that is how excited they are. And then to take my emotions and my little pity party that I would once in a while have, go and do that on my own when they weren't around. However, I don't want you to completely hide your emotions because they know that it's there. They have been with you for whether it's 18 years, 19, 20 years, 20 years, however many years they have been with you. They know who you are. They know what you're like. And if you are an emotional person or have expressed emotions and they know that and suddenly you're like stone cold and you're stoic, they're going to know something is up. And they also might kind of be offended. Like, you mean she's not even a little upset that I'm not here? And, you know, because you're just trying to put on a strong front, it's okay to let them know that you're going to miss them, but remind them about how excited you are for them and the next step and to ask questions and engage in conversation. So there is a balance to that, but don't burden them with your feelings. Now, what happens when it comes to the day that they are leaving, which for me was dropping off my daughter at her ministry. And then it was also a, for my son was like a 3.30 a.m. at the airport. I want to encourage you to take pictures, take videos, 
on that day, I know that it's going to be hard. I knew that it was hard. Maybe you have to give your phone to a younger sibling or somebody to take some pictures. Maybe they're not the greatest pictures. Maybe it's not the greatest video, but take those because you'll be glad that you have those to look back on at a later time. Okay, so now we're at the point where your young adult has launched. They are not in your home. What do you do? I highly, highly recommend the first thing to do is to clear the next few days of your schedule. Don't plan anything. Don't plan anything to be anywhere, unless obviously it's something you have to be. Don't plan any fun social gatherings or anything. Clear at least the next few days, if not a week. You know yourself, but clear that time so you have space. Take time. Cry. It's okay to cry. Talk it through with people that you trust. Some other ideas is to go take a walk. Maybe it's just a walk around your neighborhood. Maybe it's a hike through the woods. Another great idea here is to eat that bowl of ice cream. If you're feeling like, I just would really like a bowl of ice cream, eat that bowl of ice cream. It's okay. We don't want to make it a habit every single night. <laughs> As well, I mean, unless it's homemade ice cream, then maybe that's okay. All right. So eat that bowl of ice cream. Just, it's okay to indulge yourself a little bit and to help yourself to feel a little bit better and then get some sleep. Make sure you get your rest. You can think clearly if you get some sleep. I'm going to tell you right now that the smallest things are the hardest to move past. It's the little things. If like things like setting the table, you used to set a table for there were six of you and now you're setting it for five of you. That's a really hard thing. Maybe you would go and say goodnight to all of your kids and then that door to that bedroom is closed because they're not in there or it's open and their bed is empty. It's those little things that are hardest to move past and that's okay. You are completely normal because you've had a routine, a rhythm, especially with homeschooling that now feels fractured and kind of broken. So these, that few, those few days, that week that I say to take off, do what you feel like doing. However, don't ignore your other responsibilities. Still take care of the remaining children at home, take care of the dog, take care of the responsibilities, the things that you have to do. But what I'm saying is that free time that maybe you would have, add a little bit of margin. Give yourself just some time to rest, some time outside, some time to, like I said, take a walk, go for a hike, eat that bowl of ice cream, get some rest. Maybe it entails a nap. It's okay. Do those things. It's just a couple of days. It's a week of your life for yourself to come to terms and to walk through these emotions now, after you have taken those few days, that week to work through your emotions, you need to get back into life. Even if you don't want to do the workout, run the errands, get together over coffee with a friend, get to back to the Bible study, whatever those things are that you've been doing, go and do it. Even if you don't want to, because I promise you that each day gets easier as you do it and then continue to pour into serving your husband and the remaining children within your home and any ministries and friends and family that, sh that you are a part of. Don't neglect those. Don't shut yourself off because your kiddo has moved out. There is still life going on. And when your kiddos come home to visit, or maybe they just moved in the next town over and in an apartment, and in a couple of days, your kiddo comes home because they're hungry. <laughs> I can totally see that. Hey, what's for dinner, mom? Let them see that you're okay. It's good for them to see. Mom's okay. Yeah, maybe she was a little emotional. She's glad. She's excited to see me and everything. But look at these things she's done in between. Hey, she learned how to bake, um, I don't know, a certain type of new pie or something. Like mom's still growing and learning and she's not stalled. Imagine how that would feel 
if your child came home and you were just curled up in the fetal position, the house was a wreck, everything was falling apart, they would feel bad. They would feel guilty like it was their fault. No, let them come home. Let them see that mom is still thriving and everyone is still thriving and not in a way that makes them feel like, well, they really don't miss me at all. No, they went and they come home, you integrate them and you just kind of get back to like, you settle on like a new little normal, whether it's a weekend where they're home for a week, or in my case, they come home for Christmas break for like two weeks, that kind of thing that you just kind of settle into new and you go back to what it was before. It's just this season that I find myself in right now is just like, okay, we have a couple weeks like this and then we go back to this and then we have a couple months like this and then we go back to this and it's just is a season of up and downs. We'll say that. Two last things that I want to recommend to you and then I have a name of a book that I want to recommend that was absolutely amazing in walking me through this. So the second last thing I want to mention here is to pray, pray, and pray for your heart to come around to your mind. Your mind knows that this is a good thing. Your mind knows that where your child is, is a good place. Your mind knows that God has great plans. Your mind knows that your child is excited about this next season in your life. Pray for your heart to align with your mind. And every time you think of them, pray for them. There's just kind of an undergirding. I find that my prayer life is so much greater. I feel like I walk, I kind of feel like I float through the day, like on a prayer. And it's just, I'm like, wow, I feel like I'm just communicating, communing with God all the time, praying for my kids, just little things throughout the day. But just pray for also for you, for yourself, that your heart comes around to your mind and those two, two things connect and that you're able then to pick up and to keep on moving on and looking forward to hearing the updates from your kiddo and just what this next season in life brings you for your relationship. And the last thing I want to mention here, and maybe this is just me, but maybe you'll find it in yourself as well. But our hearts are just selfish and we want to keep our kids at home with us. Because why? Because we don't want to miss them. Because there's, it's easier. It's easier to have your kids at home with you. You don't know what is going on, where they are, what's, you know, having an influence over that, over them, who they're, ha who's having an influence over them. And so our hearts are just selfish and want to keep them at home because we don't want to miss them. We don't want to rip that bandaid off. We don't want to go through this process, but holding them back makes you feel good. But guess what? It denies the world of them. A thought that I came up with was that my temporary heartache is many people's gain. And I had to take a pause there because I was just about to cry. But um, yeah, my temporary heartache, the fact that my kiddo is not here under my roof and life has changed, I guess that really is the big part of it, is that life has changed, but for the better for them. And my temporary heartache of thinking, feeling like it has changed for the worse for me is okay. Like for me to have that heartbreak it means that many people in the world get to gain from them. And I said that I would not cry, but <laughs> and I almost made it through. But I really want you to think about that. It's the fact that the all this time that you are pouring into them and teaching them the word of God and, and teaching them character and giving them experiences are building into who they are. And they're going to use all of that when they go out into the world. And I think about my 18-year-old and the four months that he spent away and that time that he spent in Africa 
that if I was to be selfish and hold on to him, the people that he was able to interact with and to impact and to share the love of Christ with would not have heard it from him. They might not have never heard it, but because I was willing to let go because that is the right thing to do. So the times where I'm like, I don't want to do this. It hurts too much. It hurts. My heart hurts. I think to myself about how excited I was to be able to step into the next season and go to college and then get my first apartment afterwards. I was so excited. So focus on that. And that's my big encouragement there. So the book that I spent probably about a month or so going through last summer, sitting in my backyard, like literally bawling my eyes out. It is called Release My Grip by Cammie Gilmore. I will write the name of that book in the show notes that you can go ahead and get yourself a copy. Even if you don't say you have maybe your oldest is 10 and you're not looking at this season of life for maybe eight to 10 years, go ahead and grab the book, tuck it aside, leave yourself a note somewhere telling you where the book is. And I encourage you to go through it because it really helped me to realize that I wasn't alone in my thoughts and in my feelings and the way that my heart was processing everything. I felt like I wasn't alone. And that's also another reason why I've done this episode to let you know that maybe if you are walking through this season right now or getting ready to, or in years to come, you remember back to this podcast episode, just know you are not alone. It is at least you and I and this author, Cami Gilmore. So just know, friend, that um, it's, it's, it's a season. It's a season in life. And um, it kind of has its ups and downs and it's a little bit different, but that's okay. Different also means we can do a lot of growth and a lot of change and just new relationships and a deeper relationship can really blossom with our young adult children. But I don't want you to lose these years that you have with them and focusing on the good things, the better things, the relationships over getting all of the workbooks done the relationships over getting all of the curriculum finished up for the year and knowing though that you spent your time well, because there are really good things that we can learn from our curriculum and that we can learn from workbooks and we can learn from field trips. There are really, really good things. And you have some ideas and you're just not sure how do I implement these ideas so that I can get to the end of this road. I can get to this next season like Lee has found herself in and being able to look back and say, yes, we did it and we did it well. Was it perfect? No, because nobody does any season in life perfect, but we did it well and we feel really, really good. And I want you to feel like that too. And you absolutely can. You can walk through your homeschool season with peace and with confidence and with joy and excitement and with determination and intentionality of knowing what you are going to do today and tomorrow and the rest of the homeschool year. I know we're in summer break right now, but how can we focus on summer break? And then how can I, this next homeschool year, how can I start it and then end it really well? We can do that together in Clarify Your Homeschool. You can get all of the information at clarifyyourhomeschool.com. Step into this coming year with all the intentionality that you need so that someday you find yourself in the next in the next season of life, the season I find myself in, and saying, oh, my heart hurts, but I have no regrets. Absolutely no regrets of those years of homeschooling and pouring into my children. You can get all the information and get into the program at clarifyyourhomeschool.com. And thank you for joining me here on the podcast today. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. 
If this podcast has encouraged you, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. I love to hear how this show has impacted you. So if you could hop over and do that, I'd be so grateful. While you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends to encourage them. You can also find me over on Instagram at Little by Little Homeschool. Until next time, have a beautiful day, Mama.